Welcome back to the BeFit Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Murphy, here to talk to you about simplifying our diet. <clears throat> there are a lot of diets out there, but I want to talk about where we are at on this scale to start getting people moving in the right direction, or maybe even understanding what to look at on labels and how to um, start, start to increase the quality of foods. We can talk about quantity, but right now the kind of the main focus is going to be on, uh, on quality of foods. So uh, I'm going to revert back to our sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. Right, we have all of our, our health markers, all of our biological markers that are on this. And we have sick over here and this arch where we have well, and then we have fit. If we're sick, odds are our nutrition regimen is, is pretty poor. We're going to talk about eating for wellness. And, and when I talk about eating for wellness, we're talking about quality of foods, but really just whole, natural, unprocessed you know, foods you could find in nature, perimeter of the grocery store style foods. And, and even more simplifying is, is what to look for when we're doing this. Because when we talk about eating for fitness, it's not necessarily that there's one diet that is so specific that's like, this is what you have to do. There's a lot of ways that you can weigh and measure your food to bring an objectivity about your diet to know exactly how to optimize your own meals, your own food to get the optimal health results you're looking for. And you can't bring precision and accuracy to a diet without weighing and measuring. Lots of ways to weigh and measure. You have your macros, you have zone, you have keto, you have intermittent fasting. You have all of these different things that kind of talk more so of the quantity. But right now, we're just going to talk about quality because I think it's the, the general public and definitely a good reminder for me, especially over these last couple of months where I've really dialed in my nutrition and really focused on anti-inflammatory foods to recover from my surgery and not going out and drinking and, and just kind of making health my focus. And I'm feeling incredible to no, to no surprise, right? Feeling good. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is you wake up in the morning, <clears throat> whether you eat breakfast at your house or not, you should know what you are going to consume that day, either at the office or out at lunch or, or whatever you're doing, you should know and plan exactly what you are going to eat. That is how you set yourself up for success. If you leave the house and your goal is I'm going to eat healthy food, but you don't have a plan for it, odds are that plan is going to blow up. It is a poor way to execute going about a healthy diet. Now it doesn't need to be, Hey, I, I did food prep on Sunday and I made all of my meals through Friday. That can be very, very effective, but for some of you, it's a little bit unrealistic. So even knowing, even taking a look maybe on a Sunday to, hey, where are the places that I typically go to eat and how can I make the healthiest options there? Knowing what you're gonna do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe it takes 30 minutes or 45 minutes out of your day on a Sunday to plan that, but I promise you, if you have a plan, then you will succeed. When you don't have a plan, you will plan to fail. Um, one thing that I do, and, and I don't want to make this a plug where it's like, this is what you have to do, but I, I go with a meal prep company called Nutri Meals. 
And the reason why is that it's simple. And I read the ingredients on the actual meals. I grabbed a sample meal here because it's my favorite one. Uh, it's a sesame beef stir fry. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. Um, as opposed to looking at the calories, right? The calories are, are kind of important. They're important, but more so important when we're talking about quantity. But the quality of foods is really what you're going to get under the ingredient list. The first thing, three ingredients in here is beef, broccoli, and carrots shredded. Then the next one, you go to the organic coconut aminos, which is used oftentimes in, in lieu of soy. If you have any reaction to soy, you don't like eating it. If the soy contains gluten, so if you're gluten intolerant or have celiacs, it's a good way to avoid it is coconut aminos. But then as you read through about kind of what's in everything, it's, it's relatively simple. Uh, you know, we get down to the nitty gritty. So you have the, the most, you know, the, the biggest caloric to the smallest amount added in is just how the ingredients will list themselves. So in the last one here, you have, you know, there's black pepper, kosher salt, sesame oil, honey, fresh ginger, Dijon mustard, granulated garlic. We have a lot of just natural foods, foods that, that don't have added ingredients in them that were added here. Um, there's no words on there that you can't pronounce. There's no, you know, added sugars or cane sugars that are added to it. It is beef, it is broccoli, and it is carrots. I would even probably prefer it to have less of the kind of sesame in there. A lot of people do like the flavor. I know my relationship with food is a little bit different, and I'm just a, a big proponent of efficacy and knowing that the simpler and the less ingredients, the better. But just some, just some natural ingredients. It's not cooked in highly processed vegetable oils, which aren't necessarily bad. However, very, very easy to overconsume, And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode is kind of reading ingredient labels on even household items, things that are very, very simple and, and can be healthy, but oftentimes the food industry kind of takes it and, and flips it on its face. So I like Nutri-Meals because it gives me that plan. I know exactly what I'm going to eat to, for lunch throughout the day, and I can also add some stuff to my meals. Oftentimes, if I want to eat breakfast and I want to use Nutri meals, I'll use the, my sesame beef stir fry, add a couple eggs to it. If in the evening when I know I tend to eat a little bit more carbohydrates, I can get just an instant rice from the grocery store, put it in the microwave for 90 seconds, and then cook it into you know, whatever meal, whether it be my chicken, whether it be whatever it is that I'm getting. Some ways to add and, and subtract calories, but really just trying to simplify it so it's not like, oh, I don't know what to eat, so I'm going to go with and unhealthier options or I'm going out to eat. <clears throat> uh, we do have a discount code on it. I don't want to like, you know, make this a plug here. It doesn't have to be Nutri Meals. There's a lot of other um, quality food prep services. I have found that the quality of Nutri Meals is the best for me and the ingredients are the best for me and the pricing is the best for me. So that's why I utilize that. But anything that you can have to have a plan is going to be better than not having a plan. Another thing to pay attention to and something to look at, and I brought these two things of, uh, of peanut butter here, and these were in the office. Um, I think they're both Trader Joe. Yeah, so we have just two Trader Joe you know, option peanut butter and creamy no stir peanut butter spread. Trader Joe's contains 90% peanuts, and you're like, why 90%? Uh, but they put that on there because you're like, oh, it's mostly peanuts, right? And then we have... Creamy unsalted peanut butter from 
unblanched stir peanuts. And you look at it and you're like, these look relatively similar. When you turn it over, again, we're focusing on the quality of foods that we're consuming and the quality of what we're putting in our mouth. You flip it over and you start to read the ingredients. Well, over here on, uh, on creamy unsalted, we have dry roasted peanuts, the only ingredient. So if you were to talk to me and being like, hey, I like peanut butter, I'm going to eat dry roasted peanuts, this is going to be the better option of the two because this one, ingredients, roasted peanuts, powdered sugar, which is cane sugar and cornstarch, palm oil, and sea salt. Now, these don't have, per serving, much of a difference in calorie. So if we're just focusing on, hey, a calorie is a calorie, a calorie in, calorie out, why is there that much of a difference? Well, with the one with added sugar, that is in place, so adding carbohydrates where there would naturally be maybe a little bit more protein or a little bit more fat or a little bit of both. But it's the added carbohydrates, but there's also something different that happens when our body consumes sugar. And now think about it as if you've had kind of that like Jif peanut butter where you eat it and you can taste the sugar in it. You're like, this is delicious. The intent is not to have you get the recommended dosage on it. The added sugar, whether it could be from preservatives or to sweeten so people like it, is also so that you will consume more. It is easier for you to consume more. So I would recommend if you're going with peanut butters, get something that doesn't have anything else added in it. Because one, it's going to be better for you. It's that it's the natural way that that was meant. I mean, outside of just eating 500 peanuts, be very cautious about how much you're eating of it, but you are less likely to, con- to over consume because the lack of sugars that are in there and the lack of what's going on in your brain when you're consuming sugars and what's actually happening um, with that food and or drug uh, depending on how you look at it. So having having that awareness can be really beneficial to when you're starting to go to the grocery store and just look at the ingredients, not the, not the calorie breakdown, not the thing that says, hey, there's zero sugar in here. But then you look and there's uh, lots of sugar alcohols, there's sucralose and there's stevia. Now I get when people are like, hey, you know, stevia, you know, it's not a sugar, it's, it's naturally occurring. It's naturally occurring in a plant, right? I don't, people aren't eating stevia leaves. So it is, it is used as an added sweetener and can elicit the same response because as that sweetness and it goes into your body, your, your brain kind of triggers the same thing, can elicit the same response as consuming sugars. So to avoid that, whether it be, hey, this is, you know, hey, this is really good or hey, this isn't as good as this is just trying to avoid foods that have it in it. You know, if you go to the perimeter of the grocery store, there's no ingredient list on a a piece of fruit. You don't even list it on there. It's just like a banana. It's not like a banana, modified cornstarch, you know, hydrogenized, whatever it is. It's like, it's just very, very simple. And then you go into the, the poultry and then you have your, you know, you have your meats and you have your, uh, you know, everything else on the outside, kind of that, like a meat deli counter. And most of those just have very simple ingredients. When we get into the deli meats, that's where you can pay a little bit more attention to a little bit more attention to the ingredient list. Um, if it's packaged, you can look to see if they have added sugar. A lot of times it stores that's actually as a preservative. I would, I would go as far to say, and remember, this is just me saying it in my clinical trials on my own body and of the you know, hundreds of clients I've worked with. But a lot of times people will see nitrates 
and they think nitrate's bad. I gotta, I gotta avoid this. And then there's a, a, a label that says no nitrates, but it has sugar in it. And really the nitrates are just a, it's just a preservative. And if I remember correctly, it's actually just more so celery powder. So sure, it's not naturally occurring in it, but I would say it's significantly better than the consumption of sugar and the continued com- consumption of sugar in foods that it has no business being in. Look at this when you look at um, bacon or sausages or some of the uh, prepackaged deli meats. Uh, just, just again, something to pay attention to because the less ingredients, the better it's, it's going to be for you. And not saying that these added ingredients are bad. However, if they're found in all of these foods or they're added to all these foods that they're not naturally occurring in, it's very, very easy to go into overconsumption of it. Making your way down, you know, in the the aisles in the grocery store, you know, for rice is is something that I think is, is relatively simple. It works really well with my body. And it doesn't need to be anything added to it. You can even get the, the cheap little packets of like $1.50. Uh, I think Uncle Ben's is one of them. You, put, you tear the corners off. You put it in the microwave for 90 seconds. You can add some grass-fed butter and slows down the digestion process. There's a bunch of people who will get you know, all wrapped around the axle about like boiling it and then letting it cool and then eating it again to avoid some of the like, you know, let's not try to major in the minors here. But look at the ingredients. If it's just white rice or brown rice or any of that, the ingredients probably going to be significantly better for you than going to get that healthy meal. Or what are those, Hurley, what are those meals called? Like the prepared meals that are like, that they say are healthy for you. I forget. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lean cuisine. Do me a favor. Uh, go just look at the ingredient list on lean cuisine and then tell me. And again, it is simpler, right? You're like, well, I have all of these. I have, you know, it has the the turkey, the gravy, the rice, all this stuff. It's like, look up the ingredients on it. And tell me what you think is healthier. And, and there's options that you don't have to be, you know, Chef Boyardee. That's probably a bad example. I don't know why that's the first that came to my mind. Or, you know, you don't have to have ratatouille on there to create these extravagant meals. There's some very, very simple ways to go about it. Now we're going to go down the aisle where it has all of our, you know, our pasta sauces and our salsas and all of that you can find really, really, well, significantly healthier options or very natural sources of this if you just start to look at the ingredient label. If you get Heinz ketchup, the second ingredient on there is sugar or potentially even the first is um, high fructose corn syrup. No, I think it's the second ingredient. I think there's, I think they squeeze tomatoes in there, which do happen to be an important uh, ingredient in ketchup. But then I think the second ingredient is... Um, either sugar or high fructose corn syrup. But then just to the right of it, you can see some off-brand stuff that has sugar-free and it's, it's really just tomatoes. And it may not taste exactly the same, but the reason why you enjoy that so much is because of the added sugar. And that's also probably the reason why you may not be seeing the results. So I'm just saying, try to cut it out for a little bit. Try to make these healthier options, especially when it comes to stuff that we can control. You know, if you're eating out at dinner and there's sauce that comes on a salad, you can ask, hey, can we get oil and vinegar on the side, right? Very simple ingredients. You don't know what is in the salad dressing. You don't know what the food is, is covered in. Getting the dressing on the side can be something that's beneficial. Getting oil and vinegar that's on the side. Sometimes it doesn't happen. So let's control this when we can when we're going into the grocery store. Salsas are very similar. And if you need something to add on your food, what I have found 
as the best options is hot sauces. Because of the ingredients in hot sauces also being natural preservatives so they don't go bad, um, they're they are maintained by you know what naturally makes them hot. So it's very easy to get a, a Cholula or a, a Sriracha or any of these, even like Frank's Red Hot, if you look at the ingredients on it, it's really just some spices. And that's a way that you can start to add those to your food to minimize the sugar intake. But again, it takes you not looking at the label on it, but looking at what is involved in the ingredients. And that was just something I figured out when I went, uh, when I first started going, trying to cut sugar, eliminate sugar completely from my diet. And although very, very beneficial, uh, I can't tell you all the great things that happened with that, kind of unrealistic when you, if you're going to go out or you're going to, you know, not have to pay that much attention to it, but it allowed me to control the things that I could and really come to a realization of what I should, what, what I know I can eat and then prioritizing those when I can, you know, if I'm making eggs in the morning, it's, you know, pretty easy to know rather than waking up and being like, okay, what can I have without sugar? It's like, I already have all these things planned. Um, another thing that I've found success in is if you are okay eating um, dairy products is full fat Greek yogurt or even non-fat Greek yogurt, a good source of protein. And then adding fruits and vegetables, not vegetables. I have never added a vegetable to a yogurt adding fruits, adding berries. You know, as soon as I go into the grocery store that I typically go to, they have these like three for 10 deals. And it's like, I go raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, and we get those and mix them all in. And it gives you right. The naturally occurring sugars that are in those foods. However, don't get caught up thinking, okay, raspberries, blueberries, pineapples, apples, all of these have naturally occurring sugars. So if I'm able to drink a whole thing of apple juice, right, it's the naturally occurring sugars that are in there. And the reason why I would start to avoid that is if you look at what it would take to consume the amount of sugar and calories that are in an apple juice and actually consumption of apples, it's unrealistic for you to be able to do that. It's like one, you know, thing of apple juice is like, like 37 apples. It's like, I, I challenge you to try to eat 37 apples in the same amount of time that it would take you to consume this. And with the apples and with the skin and with everything in it, they have the fibers that slows down the digestion process. It's not as condensed in the sugars. Like EC said, like right, the sugars and fruit are, are not really what's the issue here. It's, it's all of the processed foods that we're eating outside of it. Where it's like, oh, I don't want to eat, you know, I don't want to eat two apples because of the sugar, but I'll reward myself with this dessert because I had a good day. I'm not going to harp too hard. I think I went a little hard on the last episode. I'm not going to harp too hard on rewarding yourself on minuscule accomplishments with food that puts you in the wrong direction, even though I just did what I said I wasn't going to do. We're not going to go too far down that path. But really just trying to simplify the process and thought process of, if you, are, if you are going for a healthier lifestyle, if you want to be fitter, whatever your goals are, it's going to come from your diet and exercise. And even just having the thought process, even just having the mind kind of start to crank as you're at the grocery store or as you're eating could be a step in the right direction. You know, knowing what your body works well on, knowing how many calories your body needs, that's when we get into the, the, the moving for, for fitness. And if you're, if you're 
on that train and you're like, Hey, maybe I don't eat super healthy now, but I want to be all in on something. We can do another episode on eating, um, eating for fitness, which is keeping intake to levels that support exercise, but not body fat to optimize what you want to be, what you want to look like. If you want to optimize performance, maybe you have a little bit of a higher body fat percentage to, um, to be able to do fit longer fitness events, if that's what you're into. If you're like, I just want to be you know, 3% body fat and just, you know, I want my abs and abs and abs abs to have abs. You know, there's different ways you can go down that, but you can, you're not going to get there at least without, you know, any ill-conceived ways or dietary, you know, issues without bringing precision and accuracy into your diet by weighing and measuring your food, by knowing exactly what you're eating so that you can see if it's getting the results that you want and then modulating that. That's the objectivity that you can bring into your diet if, if you choose so. But the main part of this is just eating for quality and trying to find these quality foods. Kind of a little hack. Uh, if you drive a lot or you find yourself on a lot of long, um, long distance driving trips, you go into a gas station and it's like, there. I mean, it is so easy to get liquid, processed, refined sugars, everything that is involved, like everything in that store. But a little hack, a lot of these gas stations have pork grinds. Now, if you can handle pork grinds, very, very rarely was anything else added into it because of the fat content. That's what keeps it, you know, it keeps it, it's shelf life. So you can eat something that doesn't have sugar. A lot of times I've found that the pork grinds are usually my go-to item. I'm trying to think of anything else in grocery stores. Sometimes there's bananas that are sitting up front too. They're not going to be organic. However, you're not eating the outside of it. That's maybe something you should prioritize if you really want to eat organic foods is um, if you're consuming the skin, that's when we talk about like for like the pesticides that are being able to use, that's where the, the main consumption of it will be. So if it's something like an avocado or something like a banana or something where you actually peel the skin off, not as important and not as, won't affect you in the same ways. Um, which leads me into my next point where people are like, well, I want to eat really healthy with grass-fed meats and, you know, with the grass-fed butter and the organic vegetables. Well, you have a little organic vegetable and fruit hack there. So if it, if you, again, you're going to eat the skin, I would recommend organic. If not, then it's not as important to, to have the organic or something that wasn't sprayed with pesticides. Number two is with meats. So, I mean, I prefer grass-fed meats, one, because I feel like they taste better. But two, when there's a, when there's a grass-fed or, I mean, if they, their whole life, in order to be grass-fed, I think only the last 180 days of their life they have to eat grass. But if they are grass-fed, what happens relative to corn-fed is that the fat in the animal will consist more of one or two polyunsaturated fatty acids. So if a cow is grass-fed, then the, then the fat content is more so omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids, which are anti-inflammatory. So you won't see as much inflammation. As we know, there's a lot of chronic diseases and a lot of bad stuff that happens with inflammation. And that's a good way to kind of offset it without having to take any supplement, which are, would be you know fish oils, krill oils, anything heavy in the omega-3. Um, however, it's way more expensive to get the grass fed. So sometimes your only options are, Hey, I have to get this, you know, regular ground beef, 
what I would do is I would try to get the leanest cuts of meat possible because there's not as much of an effect with the actual meat as it is in the fat that isn't, that is, that is inside it. But getting leaner cuts of meat will avoid you over consuming or getting a lot of the grain fed finishes in the fat, which is poly or which is omega six polyunsaturated fatty acids, which are pro-inflammatory. Now it is good to have both anti and pro-inflammatory foods coming in us because, you know, if you have an injury, you're, there's a cut on your arm and the inflammation, like that's a necessary process of life. However, it should be at about a two to one ratio with pro-inflammatory versus anti-inflammatory, two pro, one anti. But in the way that we eat with all of these grain-fed animals, with all of these processed carbohydrates, with the glutens, with all of these other things in there, they're so high in omega-6, we can find ourselves derailing that ratio to a 20 to 1 or even 30, 40 to 1 ratio, which we have too much inflammation. We know not great things come from. So when you're looking at that in the verses, if you're like, hey, we're balling out here, we want grass-fed, you get that ribeye, you get that real fatty steak. If not, and you're balling on a budget, like your boy over here, just get some leaner cuts of meat. And you can even see that in ground beef. You know, it may be a little bit more expensive to get the 95-5 rather than the 80-20 or the 70-30, which is a lot of fat. But it's, it's going to pale in comparison to try to get that same, you know, one-pound block of grass-fed meat where you look at it and you're like, oh, that looks good in that nice little square package. They always have really pretty packaging on it. And you're like, man, this is going to be good. And you go to grab it next to the other ground beef, which was $7.99 for two pounds. And this one's like $15 for one. And you're like, dang it. So there's some little life hacks. There's little hacks in there for your nutrition that can start pushing you in the right direction. One thing that I actually, I kind of forgot about, and I found it to be very, very effective. And it's actually something that's helped uh, one of my good friends and one of our um, you know, head of content and videographers, Kyle, here do, is we need to start eliminating what we're putting in our coffee. Now, don't, you know, don't grab your pitchforks and, and, and you know, flames yet. You know, the cream and, and almond milk and, and that stuff, like that's not really the issue. The issue is when you're getting these, you know, like caramel macchiatos and essentially fucking ice cream milkshakes for breakfast. And it's just going to derail your homeostasis for the day. And talk about insulin spikes, talk about blood sugar. We can talk about how you're feeling and then crashing and then what you're more likely to do after that by consuming all of these carbohydrates, not just carbohydrates, but liquid process and refined carbohydrates in the morning. And then what that does to you the rest of the day. I mean, if it was, if it were, you know, if you had to do it, say so eliminate the caffeine and do that at dinner where you then have a period of fasting afterwards and it may not derail it quite as much. But again, that's probably majoring in the minors. But if you're getting these sugary beverages, anything other than black coffee or maybe adding a little bit of cream on milk, whatever that is in it, look at the ingredient list of whatever you're putting in there. You don't like coffee in the morning. You are addicted to sugar. And you can start to like coffee and the effects of caffeine, but odds are it's the effects of sugar that are really giving it to you. So I really, really, really recommend, and it's such a great way to start on your journey towards wellness is just by simply eliminating what you are adding to your coffee in the morning. And what's funny is that a lot of people, instead of eliminating it, they just eliminated coffee overall because they were like, oh, that, you're right. That was the only thing that I actually liked about this product was that 
there was all this sugar in it. It was sweet. There was, you know, if you have whipped cream on top of a drink in the morning, that's dessert. You are eating dessert for breakfast. You just want a milkshake. I don't care how many triple red eye espresso shots are in there. If there is whipped cream on your coffee in the morning, you are eating dessert for breakfast. It's like, it's like, remember we tell our kids, it's like, you know, dessert after dinner and that. No, that's dessert for breakfast. And, and you're not going to convince me otherwise that you, that you just want a milkshake. You should may as well just make a milkshake. In fact, with proper ingredients, it's probably going to be healthier for you than the, uh, you know, the ice triple macchiato, whatever, um, that you can get from Starbucks. Look at it. Look at the amount of added sugars that are in it. That could be a good way to get you on the right path. And it was a great way to, we talk about, um, I talked about it in the book, Sugar Blues, which again, I don't want to go too much into detail and scare people away that are just trying to, you know, um, get their foot in the door. But a lot of really good things can happen when you cut out sugar. A lot of people's acne clears up. A lot of people have less, you know, joint pain. People will, you know, it's, it's all of the other stuff outside of just the weight loss, performance, mental clarity, all of these things when you're addicted to a drug, which is, you know, sugar or added sugars. And there's ways to get around it. So again, try not to go on the soapbox here. Taking a step back so we can kind of close this thing up. When we're eating for wellness, whole foods, not the grocery store whole foods, but like (laughs) complete foods, natural, unprocessed, uh, the way we've been eating for, you know, centuries. We've been eating since the beginning of time. And without these, you know, this epidemic of chronic diseases, um, which, you know, stem in our causal of hyperinsulinemia, too much insulin in your blood, which is released when you have massive amounts of sugar and glucose to store the glucose. We've talked about that. But eat the perimeter of the grocery store without the bakery. You know, eat foods that have an expiration date on it. If you're going to go through the aisles in there, look at the ingredient list. Make sure you know what you're putting in your body. Some of the stuff, you're like, oh, it has this good stuff in it, but there's a couple things I can't pronounce. Again, they're not... These people aren't putting products in the food that are going to kill you. However, they are so easy to be overconsumed. That's where it can be potentially problematic. So look at the ingredients. If you need a, a meal prep company, reach out to one. People always say to me all the time, like, I would do that, but it's too expensive. Oh, I would do the Nutrient Meals, but it's too expensive. And what I want to do is I want you to, to look at last week's credit card statement and tell me how much you spent on meals. It is impossible. Not impossible. Sorry. Getting on a soapbox again. It is very, very unlikely that you're going to spend less money going out to eat, not having a plan when you're at work or when you're out doing whatever you do during the day than already have a prepared meal that is sent to you. Just sometimes you're like, oh, I got to spend $120 at the beginning of the week. <laughs> Yet each meal is $30. And and I'm talking, I have multiple meals for lunch and dinners and breakfast. So I would look into it. It's a good way to start. And if you don't want to go that route, they have some other healthier options just to start to get you to eat for wellness. These these foods that are going to, it's not like, I'm like, hey, I need everyone to do this. So Connor gets to make more money. It's like, you will improve the quality of your life. Start eating natural foods and things will get better. The way that you think the way that you're able to work, the way that your body performs, the way that your body moves. You know, it seems simple, and, and I know that maybe it's overlooked for me because I've heard it and said it so many times, but a Lamborghini is just a giant chunk of metal. 
if you put the wrong fuel in it. And that's what our bodies are. If you're putting the right fuel in it, it's going to operate and it's going to operate really, really well. In fact, our bodies are way more complex and way more advanced than any sort of car. Yet you wouldn't go put, you know, diesel in a car that requires premium gasoline. You're going to destroy it and then run it to the ground and then wonder why you feel like shit. Why is this car not working? Well, I don't know, because you put root beer in there as opposed to gasoline. You know, it's a very, very similar process. Uh, I didn't even get that passion on this one. This is good. This is good. I'm getting better. Sorry for going so hard on last week's episode. Um, well, we're hopping off here. Um, I'm hopping on um, MDV's podcast, the intro after this. We're just going to chop it up about some of the new CrossFit stuff going on. Uh, we just finished the Open, moving on to the quarterfinals. Uh, your boy had enough legacy fitness from when I was actually fit uh, to make it to quarterfinals. So excited to throw down uh, the discipline, the motivation, the goal setting has been there for me. Um, if there's anything that I can do to help you, always reach out on Instagram. I've got a couple people right now that uh, we're chatting through some of the, you know, not eliminating alcohol, but cutting down on it, making sure that it's not like a daily occurrence if it's not getting us to where we want to be. And, you know, just small steps moving in the right direction. You can always reach out to me at Connor T. Murphy, C-O-N-O-R-T-M-U-R-P-H-Y. I will always get back to you as long as it's something appropriate that you're sending me. Um, and a lot of times I'll, I'll give you my phone number. Hey, give me a call. Let's chat about this. No matter if there's anything that I've experienced that you think that you want advice or help on, awesome. If not, I'm not, you know, I don't have too much advice to give where it's not anything I've experienced. So um, always love feedback as well. So thank you guys for listening in. You can always follow us at bignightfitness.com. That's where you can keep up with everything we have going on which is pretty extensive. Maybe I need to have an episode coming up where we just talk about everything that's going on with Big Night Fitness, see who wants to get involved, the brands that are getting involved. It's incredible. I'm incredibly grateful. Big shout out to, uh, to Peter Hurley, the producer here, who's always showing up on time, making me look good on camera, training on weekends with us, just doing the damn thing. So just really appreciative. And uh, if you need anything, holla at your boy. See you next week. <laughs>